Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Engineered Human podcast. Uh, my name is Sean Menezes, and I'm your host. And today, we're joined by my good friend, Ravithi Maturi, and we'll be talking about a really interesting topic. I mean, I would say that I'm not an authority by any means on this subject. So today, I'm really looking to learn uh, and hear from my good friend um, on her perspective which I'm really excited for, and I think you're going to be really excited for, which is about, you know, what does it mean to be a woman in the workplace in the 21st century or working up to that as well, right? As you're kind of going through school, um, the challenges, you know, maybe some of the benefits that have changed over time. I'm really excited for it. Ravithi, again, thank you for joining me today on this podcast. Yeah, Sean, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, before we jump into it, as usual, um, I'm sure the guests would love to hear a little bit about you. Yeah, so as Sean said, uh, I'm Ravithi, and uh, I'm a student at law, so I'm articling at the firm of Bruder Springstead, so I'm on my way to becoming a lawyer, but just just not there yet, but almost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, that intro is short and sweet, but Again, like so many other guests who have come on this podcast, I think, Ray, in the future, we might need to have a, uh, an entire episode dedicated to just talking about your background, um, because it's super inspiring what you've been able to do uh, and are doing. And uh, I think it'll just be really cool for people to learn more about that. But, oh, I would be honored. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but again, thank you for joining. So I guess without further ado, let's let's dive into it a little bit. Um and you know what, again, yeah, so today the topic is women in the workplace in the 21st century. You know, what are some of the challenges that uh, they might face, um, how things might have changed over some time? But, you know, before we even dive into that, I guess I'd love to hear, Ray, your experience of even working up to the workplace. What was it like, you know, going through school, um, in, in maybe a little bit in law school before transitioning into the workplace. What was your experience there? Yeah, for sure. So um, I would have to say with undergrad, I, I really can't speak to anything that kind of would prepare me or set the stage of being a woman in the workplace in the 21st century because, mm -hmm. you know, just generally my degree in undergrad was so theoretical and mm -hmm. I was never really working towards... Um, that area or that field that was never my end goal it was always going to be law mm -hmm. so I know for a lot of people they might actually experience the challenges of being a woman in the workplace in the 21st century from undergrad alone because they'll start mm -hmm. doing like lab work and what have you and so they have to navigate those dynamics as a woman in the lab um, I never had to do any of that so I would say that I got most of my exposure once I actually started law school and what I actually loved about my program was we were mm -hmm. actually majority women which mm. was super rare and that was a stat that I remember they gave us when we started um, during orientation that for the first time in a while that the class was I think it was like 53 percent women like just it was a small wow. mark but nonetheless you know yeah. Still something nice to hear. It's nice to hear that more women are, not that you have to work towards law, but just women in general wanting to 
you know, go just be out there. And you, I, everybody watches like law TV shows or what have mm -hmm. you, and just see lawyers as these very like cutthroat and, you know, kind of go for the kill people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just nice to see a lot of women trying to like enter the field and be like, you know what, I want to try this too, because we don't really know what we're doing until we actually start practicing. Mm -hmm. So I assume mm -hmm. most women when they entered law school, I could be wrong, but they they might think that it's going to be a certain way. But just being confident enough to be like, you know what, even if it's going to be like with me having to be very like tough and whatnot, I can take on that challenge and I'm going to mm. do that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and for for I guess for people who don't know, where did you go to law school, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I was I went to Windsor Law. I was in the dual JD program. So I did both an American law degree and a Canadian law degree. So I have both. Got it. So. Got it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting what you touched upon with regards to, you know, the 53% uh, female versus male at this and how you said this was something new that had happened. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would still say it's pretty like it. it's just we like you said in the introduction, we want to talk about the benefits and maybe some of the difficulties as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this this is one of the benefits that stood out to me for like the entirety of my law school career is that we're I think we're seeing a change in the tide in that regard. Like it's mm -hmm. new. I know when I started applying for work, it still kind of is following the general trend that you hear about where it is not as female dominated especially mm -hmm. in positions uh of like management level positions so for us that would be like you know being a partner yeah but we're moving in the right direction i think and that's mm -hmm. what matters things don't change yeah. overnight but I definitely appreciate the trend that i'm seeing yeah yeah most definitely and so again you mentioned that sociology um or your program Sorry, it psych. was psych, psych. Yeah. So psych, yeah, wasn't necessarily direct, right? It's not legal per se. No. Um, but in undergrad, when you're leading up to, you know, deciding, hey, I want to go into law, were there other folks who were in a similar boat to you, other women in a similar boat who also wanted to do law um, in your program? I actually can't recall meeting any other women who wanted to do law in my program but I think that was more a product of the fact that when I did my psych degree it mm -hmm. was actually a like it was a bachelor's of science mm -hmm. so I think because of that and the women who were in my class because I remember psych also being quite female dominated mm -hmm. in terms of the class structure mm -hmm. but I think everybody who joined like a BSc psych program wanted to go into research and they wanted to continue down that path and get their master's so I, I think I might have been a little bit of an odd duck in the sense that I yeah. decided to do that in undergrad because I I know that when I joined law school Mm -hmm. uh, there were very few of us who didn't do like political science or history or law actually as an undergrad as well. Like there is an undergrad program for mm -hmm. law. I, I don't remember if UTM had it, but I know that we had it in um, uh, Carleton, I think had one or U Ottawa. Okay. Uh, and I know Algoma has one. So, you know, it, there seems to be a certain trend of people who, like there's a certain type of degree that people tend to get. So mm -hmm. maybe if I had been in those fields, I would get more, but not, not as a, not as a BSc psych. No, I think everybody just wanted to go to research and just kind of keep in that field. 
keeping that field got it got it mm-hmm. then i then i guess for you right what were you, like did you have any particular expectations or views of what it would be like to be in law school um or then to practice law and then i'm curious to know you know expectations versus reality is did 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 reality meet expectations or were there differences which you know you're surprised about again good and bad whatever your experience may have been yeah um i'll be honest i didn't have any expectations going into law school um mm-hmm. just because i knew that it wouldn't be like suits <laughs> as mm-hmm. fun as that might have mm-hmm. been <laughs> um but i yeah. also I also really like I also just didn't know what to expect. The one thing that I always heard going into mm-hmm. law school was that it was going to be very challenging, it was going to be very mentally taxing and it was. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but I mean nothing, you know, good ever is. So I didn't have an issue with the fact that that would be what it would be like, but no, I I can't say I had any expectations of what law school would be like. Um I found that there was more camaraderie at least in in my law school uh mm-hmm. than what they tell you or what you hear through the grapevine of people being very cutthroat and very catty. Um there was way more camaraderie in in my law class. I mean, we were a small class though. I think there were only like 84 of us. I don't know if that somehow made a difference. Yeah. Um I don't know if it was because of the type of degree that we were doing like doing two law degrees at once if that somehow like we kind of bonded through the fire <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But um that surprised me in a positive way. I thought that yeah. I would have to be way more kind of watchful and I wouldn't say that was the case. Uh everybody was pretty nice and you know, people weren't out to get you, which is what they always say law school is going to be like. So not mm. complaining in that regard in that regard, but um no, I didn't have any expectations when I went in just because I don't think anything can ex- can prepare you. Like nothing is going to be an actual mm-hmm. representation of what you're going to go through mm-hmm. for those three years. Yeah. So, um no, but in terms of uh leaving law school and then the reality yeah. of actually practicing, yeah. that was a big shock for sure. Mm-hmm. I, okay. And again, I'm starting in a very tumultuous and strange time like starting yeah. article during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't I've heard that usually articling would have been different like we would have been instructed to in certain things that we aren't instructed in now because nobody's really there to kind of guide you because no one's in the mm-hmm. office we're all working remotely yeah. yeah so it didn't it was very different I I can't speak to everybody else's articling experience I just feel like for me not that much carried over from law school to actually practicing law like uh, it, it was so theoretical in school and it's so different in real life mm-hmm. um i think the biggest thing that actually surprised me is actually how friendly lawyers are mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying i'm not just saying that because <laughs> i'm in the field but um i i've had to talk to opposing counsel a couple of times and yeah. uh it's not what you would think you always expect them to be very on the defensive and just yeah. kind of ready especially them knowing that you're just an articling student so you mm-hmm. really kind of think that they're going to throw their weight around but everybody's actually been pretty nice like it's their job to advocate for their client and, yeah. but they're not like in my experience that's where nobody's been super cutthroat or rude or tried to trip me up which 
I know it may sound weird to some people that I even thought it would be that way, but mm -hmm. I genuinely did think it might be like that. And so whenever I would be told, okay, pick up the phone and call opposing counsel on this matter or that matter, I would always be so nervous mm -hmm. that they were going to be really, really mean to me and I wouldn't know how to handle it. But no, yeah. they've actually been surprisingly nice. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that must have been a pretty great experience then to, to have that be reality, right? Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, in terms of just on the topic of being a 21st century woman in the workplace, I think, like I said, the tide, I think, is just starting to change. We're just mm -hmm. starting to see a movement in the right direction. So I think I think the next generation is going to be maybe much more rooted and confident. But mm -hmm. I think my generation should be rooted and confident, but we still maybe have like remnants of that past kind of you know, if you're a woman, especially in a sphere like the legal sphere, you're going to mm -hmm. get pushed around a lot more. You're not going to be maybe appreciated as much or whatever the stereotypes may be. Yeah. I kind of lingers in our mind a little bit and maybe makes or maybe makes us a little nervous to enter mm -hmm. situations. Yeah. But it is the right direction. And I think even firms are starting to be a little bit more um understanding of the direction that things are going mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they want to try and like increase their ratios and like in terms of diversity and uh inclusivity yeah. and, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow progress because yeah it's a certain way for so long especially like the legal field being as old as it mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. but, um change doesn't happen overnight so i think another thing you know entering the field i think for me personally I might still have some of those concerns and hangups that, you know, the previous generations kind of passed through to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that, but it is changing and it is getting better. And you kind of just have to like break down the wall and just like keep on keeping essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I guess what, again, so just what I said, I in no way, uh, you know, am an authority or, can speak very much to this topic. I'm, you know, on the topic of being a woman in the workplace, an outsider uh, who just hears what experiences of, you know, friends like you have being women in the workplace. And so I, I'd be curious to take, uh, to hear, I guess, what were your, because one of the most common stereotypes I've heard, right, and spoken to uh, other people about is this kind of double standard sometimes there are in the workplace for women versus men. Um, one of one of which being, you know, if a man is bossy or a man is direct or a man kind of takes charge of something, they're seen as, oh, good, they're manager, they're leader. But mm -hmm. if a woman does that, all of a sudden she's bossy or she's being rude, you know. Yeah, and, or, or even a more vulgar term, yes. <laughs> right? So I guess what was... Have you experienced anything like that or what's, you know, your take on that, your perception of how people see that scenario? I I definitely think that is something that's still prevalent, that that double standard. I'm not going to shy away and say that, oh, it's not like that. That's definitely still there. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, there's this quote that I love that feminism isn't about making women stronger. Women mm -hmm. are already strong, but it's changing like how the world perceives that strength. Love it, love it. So that's essentially the problem. The, the strength is usually perceived in a very negative light. Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely tact. You have to use tact. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. um, it, if you're rude, you're rude. It, it yeah, doesn't really exactly. make a difference. But there is definitely a slight double standard that exists in terms of uh, being being direct as a woman versus being direct as a man. You know, usually mm -hmm. if you're direct as a woman, it's almost like you're a dragon lady. And if you're direct as a man, mm -hmm. you're just very clear and very focused. And that's that's absolutely I will agree with that. That double standard still exists without question. Mm -hmm. Um but again, I think with the way things are going, people are starting to feel a little uncomfortable actually owning up to the fact that that double standard exists, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also good for changing the narrative because it's, I mean, in the perfect world, we would mm -hmm. have people just understand that that's silly and that's wrong yeah. and yeah. we shouldn't be looking at it that way. Unlikely, probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But what we can settle for is people just feeling uncomfortable actually acting on that idea and thinking that I'm not going to give this woman a promotion because, you know, she's really bossy or any other term that you might use for a woman who's direct or, you know, just doesn't really take nonsense. Yeah. Or we're starting to lean away from that, I think. It definitely still exists, but people are starting to feel more uncomfortable actually owning that idea I don't mm. think it I don't think it's very acceptable anymore for someone to really come out right and say like, well, yeah, you know, she's so bossy because she just directly told me blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to get that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Kind of. I don't think that's going to happen as much anymore with the way things are happening. Unfortunately, I don't think it's people understanding that it's wrong and it's kind of mm. ridiculous. Mm. But change is change. Yeah. And so if people are not comfortable acting and like perpetuating that double standard just mm -hmm. out of sheer discomfort it's still going to push everything in the right direction yeah yeah and so on the note i mean i'm curious were, were these a were these thoughts that and again everyone has different experiences like we being in canada you know someone's going to have a different experience in the u.s and, mm -hmm. and and to the point of like being in law versus being in medicine versus being in there's definitely similarities across the board um, mm -hmm. and differences. Um, but I'm curious as to, you know, in school, were, were, were these type of things, or, or even in the workplace, were, are these type of things actually even, you know, spoken about? Um, or is it that people kind of go through them through their own individual experience, you know? Um, may may be formally or informally be but but are they even discussed because it's happening it's a reality for many people i'm just curious though like um you... in terms of school i don't think it was ever talked about i think it kind of happened and each girl had their own experience with it and they mm -hmm. uh they dealt with it in whatever manner they saw fit and that's their that's your prerogative Mm -hmm. Um, I work at pretty much an all woman firm, uh, which yeah, just wow. kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's not something that I experience in the workplace and mm -hmm. I really can't speak to anybody else's experience, but I haven't heard anything from my female colleagues in terms of them feeling like that was, that's being perpetuated against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard, so that's good. Definitely yeah. good. 
Yeah. I would definitely say in, in law school and more social settings, I, I tended to see that double standard exist. But mm. uh, I can't speak to my own work experience just because I, I do work with pretty much 99% women. Yeah. And uh, I haven't, thankfully, haven't heard any of my law school colleagues, you know, text me and tell me, hey, you know, something like this happened today. But I, I'm sure that it, like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. So I'm sure. sure that it happens sure. in more subtle ways, or maybe, maybe people just proactively take steps to protect themselves from even doing that. Maybe they're not as forthright and forthcoming because they just don't want that to happen. And that's what I was speaking to in terms of like how I feel like my generation might still have a mm. little a few of those remnants left because the tide is just starting to change and it'll probably be the next generation that is way more like, no, this is ridiculous. And I'm just going to like, you know, come in and break all the walls and just not even yeah. like give any quarter to this kind of stuff. So I wonder if that's a possibility. And I would understand if it is like, especially when you work as hard as you work to be a lawyer and you mm -hmm. find a job, yeah, it's not an easy process. So it's always, you're doing a cost benefit analysis and you know, it's the wrong thing, but you wonder like, should I, should I rock the boat? Should I just like get through my day and get through my career so but in terms of actually concretely people talking about it and people yeah. telling me about it I have not seen that yeah um definitely saw it happen in front mm. of my own office, like mm. in school. but you know people people dealt with it in uh, a myriad of ways I wouldn't say there was like a clear-cut way any girl dealt with it people deal with it however they see fit yeah 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 absolutely okay so you know what I mean so on that note I think what I'd love to spend a few minutes to talk about, which I think was why I uh, thought you'd be fantastic for this podcast as well is, you know, how can we inspire the next generation or create a path for the next generation to break down some of these challenges, you know, that they might face? Um, if there was someone in university or in high school listening to this right now, and thinking, oh, you know, I'm I'm going down this path as well. These these are some of the realities I might face. How could we help them, you know, build skills or navigate some of these things? Well, right, um, and that's a great question. And I would say the the first thing is don't be disheartened. It's so easy to hear about oh what you might encounter and already kind of start formulating this idea of what your mm -hmm. experience is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. It's easier said than done, I'm aware, but don't yeah. do it. Get disheartened, you know, just live in that moment and just take it day by day, genuinely, mm -hmm. because it is daunting and it is scary. And when you when you hear about some of the things that you might encounter to protect yourself, I think you just immediately will try and, you know, put up certain defense mechanisms that'll veer you away from having to encounter that. But mm -hmm. the problem is if we don't encounter it and we don't confront it, it doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, you can't preemptively just be really afraid that like, oh, like, you know, if I end like, you know, if I enter a specific field, it's mostly, let's say, like male dominated and I'm going to be considered a dragon lady. And so you'll already mm -hmm. start, you know, maybe exactly. being quieter. Maybe you would have been a loud and effective voice yeah. and strong voice, but you're already nervous. So you already quiet yourself down and 
you shouldn't, that's like, I think step one, it's just take it day by day. When you encounter something that makes you uncomfortable, you like look it in the eye and just be ready to punch through it because that's the only way it's ever going to change because you don't want to, like, I understand who wants to deal with discomfort. So you want to avoid it. If you don't do it, it doesn't ever, it won't ever change. It won't ever go away. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that might actually be the biggest thing because there's a lot of uncomfortable situations that you might end up encountering, especially being a 21st century woman in the workplace. Either mm-hmm. you are going to encounter both very like subtle and like you know hidden things. You, mm-hmm. It's not all going to be in your face, very bold, open, like madman level stuff. <laughs> You're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of subtle stuff going on and just don't be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that I love that point. I really do. Because I, I think it ties into a little bit of what you're saying. Like we have made progress in certain areas, not nearly as much as we need to, for sure. But some of that progress could, could also then kind of make the issue seem smaller than it actually is in in a sense you know like you said it's subtle so you're like well is it really an issue or is it not i'm just gonna let it slide but then it's not addressed and then when it's not addressed you can't make it better absolutely and it's also about as i this may sound very cliche and very tacky but it genuinely is about staying true to yourself Mm -hmm. because i had some experiences where you know, it was it was clear to me that I, I, I was being looked at a certain way or treated a certain way because, mm-hmm. you know, people were kind of uncomfortable with like certain things to do with me. But that is who I am. That's what yeah. I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And I want to work in an environment that I can be comfortable because, I mean, for me at this point, this is my career. Yeah. It's not just a job. Yeah. So how much do you want to compromise yourself and how much do you want to change yourself just for the sake of a career? I personally, and it's only my personal belief, I just think you'd be really sad because you don't want to lose yourself along the way. And I think that's hard for a woman these days because like I said, the old guard is still there, Mm -hmm. which is understandable. And so there's still some of these older ideas that permeate and mm-hmm. I understand, like, you've worked so hard and you just, you want the job, you want the salary, you want to start building your life. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I had to confront this quite a bit when I was in law school and try and, like, moving towards entering the workforce. At what cost, though? Mm-hmm. You know, like, when I walk in somewhere and if I'm I'm not happy with, as we put it when we're interviewing, the culture, mm-hmm. right? But do you do you want to sacrifice that you're not happy with something that's that important because mm-hmm. you're uncomfortable with the way Absolutely. certain things are being handled? And I get it. It's so much easier said than done because like, for example, with law school, law school is not cheap and you just, mm-hmm. you want to get a job and you want to start moving forward, but it's Absolutely. a lifelong, you're making a lifelong decision without like really realizing that in that moment, you know, you're just in your yeah. head you're like, okay, I'm applying for a job. I need, I need a job because I need to article to get licensed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what you don't realize is that 
like when you're articling, you're still pretty, you're still pretty rough around the edges. Even when you mm -hmm. finish articling, you're rough around the edges. So the chances are that you probably want to stay on where you've been hired if they, mm -hmm. if they decide to hire you back for a little bit longer, because it's not like articling finishes and then you know everything, you yeah. know? So if you're going to commit yourself to a place, shouldn't it be a place that you're comfortable in your own skin? And for a woman, that can mean 100%. so many things because there's yeah. so many things that you're going to encounter. So it's just something that, that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't be afraid because when you get afraid, you start making compromises on things that you don't even realize how big it's going to be. But wow. it have a pretty wow. bad impact. And so you just need to take it day by day and just yeah. – about what are you comfortable with genuinely and that's for each woman to decide on her own i'm not saying that x is right or y is right mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. what you're comfortable with and what you're willing to put up with in the long run what is okay yeah. with you and if you're yeah. okay with it, go for it you know but don't ever enter some place enter any workplace and be like i'm not happy with this 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 or this but i guess i just have to stay because this is how things are when you start doing that that's when change gets stalled so absolutely absolutely for for yourself and for other people absolutely right um and you know what i mean as as you're going through this again this this is why i love you know when when you're like yeah i'm gonna do this podcast i'm like perfect ray is going to be the perfect person to talk about these issues because really you're you're one of those people who i know for certainty um people are going to look up to and be like wow you know, this is what Ray did to, to just the way that you are is very inspiring, you know. Uh, and again, it's like I said, I'll have to have a podcast in the future just, you know, talking about your background. But you're someone who pushes through these things. You know, you make it better. You make it better not only for yourself, but for other people. And it kind of makes me think of like today we're living in a pretty cool time regardless of what we're talking about right now, where we have really cool figures like Michelle Obama and um, Alexandra, is it Ortiz or Cortez? Oh, AOC. Uh, I don't know yeah. how to pronounce her entire name, so I also just call her AOC. <laughs> yeah, AOC um, and Oprah and, you know, really strong uh, figures in a public setting who are showing people this old shitty narrative of how, you know, people used to think about, you know, women being in the workplace, throw that out the window. Yep. Right? They're creating new paths, they're challenging old stuff, and that's the way that we're going to get rid of it, you know, and to the point, as a guy, if this guy's listening to this podcast, yeah, which, which they are, it's our responsibility as equally as it is, you know, Ravithi, yours, to play our part in this as well. Because Absolutely. these things do not... You know, it's 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 a it takes two to tango, um, yeah. and so it's not only you guys who have to push and you know change on your end to 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 fight these things. It's us because if we're the ones putting up the barriers, if we are the ones who are holding on to that old ideology, you know, that's on us. Absolutely, it it is a two way street. Like I I can only do so much, and I can only do. I have to do my part to try and change the narrative. But if the other side isn't hearing me, you don't really get anywhere, yeah. you know? So, but like I said, change, change takes time. And um, I know it's disheartening sometimes to see the things or hear the things that you hear. And again, to go back to my point of just don't 
don't be afraid to like mm-hmm. anybody who is, you know, starting to go down their career path and whatnot. You're yeah. going to hear a lot of stuff that you won't want to hear, like just mm-hmm. generally not in your field, but you might you just those those old ideologies that still kind of float around. You're going to hear it. Ignore it. I know it's easier said than done. And just be confident about who you are and uh, what what's right and wrong for you. Yeah. And uh, just just keep on pushing through because it's your life. You have to live it and you have to make sure that you make it the best life you possibly can. Love it. Love it. Well, Ray, I just want to say a big thank you again to you for. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. For hopping on today. You know, I think, again, people who are listening to this, no matter where they are and, you know, in their career may be still in the university or you just entered the workplace or been in the workplace for some time, you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Um, and to the, I think, you know, my big takeaways to the point is it's both sides have to uh, play a role in this. And we're seeing, but, and regardless of, yes, there's a lot of bad stuff out there. It's people should feel happy in the sense that there's really good people out there making change. Like Absolutely. we said, Michelle Obama and others. And that means it's not just people on the telly who, you know, are able to do this. It's each and every one of us. Every one of us can contribute to make it better in our own small way. And you don't know how that can have ripple effects onto other people. Absolutely. Well so, said, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, Ray. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for listening in. And um, we'll see you at the next one.